Welcome to the Hunter's Hub side quest. Uh, today we are talking about uh, what we promised, Path of Exile. Uh, again, this is Fortwan, uh, and join, uh, joining us tonight is Leo Riser. Welcome. Sup? Uh, Morg Daddy, how you doing? Oh, doing excellent. And Vengeful Torture. Hey, thanks for having me here. Always a pleasure. Yeah, so we got the whole crew back for this one. Uh, fun game. Uh, let me just say that right out the gate um i may sound a little down on this <laughs> game but let me put this up front i like this game for the most part um but there are certain things that will probably keep me from finishing it um so uh we are talking about path of exile path of exile is a uh arpg game looter hack and slash whatever you want to call it um isometric kill monsters get loot uh anyone so like uh I'll talk a little bit about my uh, initial thoughts and experiences um, a little bit, but I'd like to hear uh, VT. How was uh, what were what was your mind space going into this month long experiment with this game? So I I didn't really know a whole lot about Path of Exile before I started, and uh, when, when I did pick it up, I played it because luckily it was free to play, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Honestly, like that's awesome. It's a yeah, it's a good hook. It, it is yeah. I mean. What, what, there's no barrier to entry at all um, so I, I played with my buddy about 15 to 20 hours and uh, okay. I, I, originally I, I I loved it it was a blast it was kind of a um, a breath of fresh air but at the same time super familiar because I had played Diablo 2 growing up and it felt mm-hmm. so familiar to that um, so yeah so ju- and that's purposeful yeah yeah and yeah. so initially just jumping right into it um, it felt you know very familiar but still so much stuff added to it that everything was very exciting and new as we kind of traveled along. So it, I had a lot of fun with it initially. Okay. Um, Morg, how did you feel about this going in? Uh, I played it for about three hours and then I kind of put it down and I didn't really like it and pick it back up ever again after that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, you, you yeah. know, we run the, we won the range of experience, right? And even bad experience is something good to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you know, there, there, there may be some legitimate like issues for some people to play this. Cause not every game is for everybody. Right. Yeah. It wasn't exactly my cup of tea, but I mean, it, it's not, it's not an unplayable game. I just, I don't know. There were just some things about it that I kind of got a little frustrated with. But yeah. Uh, okay. Um, well, I, I do have one correction. Monster Hunters for everybody, and everyone should play it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Leo, you're obviously the uh, sort of uh, was our shepherd into this game. Uh, you have a lot of experience with it. Um, so what? So going into this experiment, what were you expecting? Obviously, you just play this game regularly, so I don't think this thing changed much for you, right? No, it didn't change much for me. I, I've dipped in and out of the game since it came out of closed beta and into open beta. Um, uh-huh. And I have never linked it to my Steam account intentionally so that I can't keep a track of how many hours played because I don't want to know that. <laughs> I would like to live I, in blissful ignorance on this Protect one. you from yourself. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I actually if, love seeing my hours on a game. I love it, even if I, it is a business. I do on most. Uh, part of why I didn't actually link it was because I like to know exactly how many hours played. Mm-hmm. They didn't launch initially with the ability to link it to your Steam account and have your hours tracked. So there's just and no it, way to tell. Yeah. So like okay. I could start you know from their official launch out of 
open beta and into the start, I could have linked it then and know how many probably thousands of hours I've put in since that point, but it still wouldn't track any of the hours before then. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of a waste. There's no real reason to. And now I'm like, I've probably saved myself from questioning many life decisions. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I remember uh, WoW didn't used to have that feature to where you could um, say, hey, how much time have I played? Yeah. But it was still logged. So when they turned that feature on, it was from when that account was created and played. So they actually in the background had all that stuff to do it. So you, so a lot of people were typing in, oh man, how long have I played when it first came out and seeing yeah. stuff. <laughs> seeing the stuff like that you could have that you could do was like ad hoc it together by doing like a slash played on each character, but I'm a card carrying altaholic, so mm-hmm. I'd already made and deleted a probably a couple dozen characters just oh, from yeah. that closed beta. So I was like, ooh, well uh can't figure any of this out. But going in for like this, it was going to be a bit more of a, you know, I'm open for questions from anybody that wanted to, you know, have someone help them with it. Designated Um, Sherpa. I definitely used you a lot on this. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even the first time I've done that. I've, a bunch of my friends have gotten into the game. One of them now is very proud in that he's like, his goal is to complete most things in a league before I can. Um, (laughs) Competitive type, eh? Far more often. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so going in it was more just like an excuse to keep playing a game that i like with the added layer of if people have questions i can answer them yeah right you know honestly would have been really nice that's something my buddy and i were talking about because we we did go in blind and um we didn't want to look anything up because of the experience Mm -hmm. and everything like that and and honestly there were a few points when i was like i like they don't explain anything i have no idea what's going on and at this point i'm too afraid to ask (laughs) Mm. so oh yeah it's yeah even as an experienced player the new player experience is something that is probably one of the bigger weaknesses of the game and Mm. i mean i'll say it's improved a lot since i um since i started i i did intentionally start a new character during the month and instead of my first click being to skip all tutorials, like I always do, I actually played through and let all the tutorials play mm. while I was going. But even with that, I'm not sure how much of it was like, a, okay, well, I didn't notice if it forgot to mention something because I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. There, but, there were several things that I ran into that I was like, hey, can you help me out here? <laughs> yeah. What's going on with this thing? Oh, uh, well, that's it's just this, 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 and oh, crap, I need to like spend a... 30 minutes going through this system about this system. Ooh. Right. I mean, that was... it's mm -hmm. not clear. That was the biggest thing with... I mean, for getting through the game, it's it's pretty straightforward, right? I mean, it's it's go in, fight enemies, etc., right? It's... It's it's your your it's classic action, right? But yeah, the game is a lot more in depth than that. And the the biggest thing for me was that it just didn't touch on any of it. Like it really didn't from a new player perspective. The like going in Mm -hmm. and getting through the game, I could have done it just fine. But you know, using all the the intricacies of the game and building the best character that you possibly could, and and all of this would was impossible from a new player perspective. You know, the the mountain there is is rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so it's one of those you could have definitely missed the train kind of deals. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it was the thing, too, with, with me. And I, I might be getting a little bit ahead of it, uh, I guess, what we're talking about potentially. But, you know, we would go through, and, and my buddy wanted to 
play like six hours at a time or something like that or, or whatever, a few yeah. hours at a time. And we kind of help each other out, trying to work it through and understand it. And uh, it was multiple trains, man. Like there'd be one train with like the skill system or something or, or the, the crazy passive ability mm-hmm. trees or whatever. And it's like, okay, we finally figured this out and we play like another a few hours and they'd introduce another thing to you, but never explain it. We're like, okay, um, okay, another layer, that's fine. And then we'd go another few hours, and the same thing would happen. We're like, but you didn't explain the last thing. Like, how do I? I yeah. don't. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm still figuring out how to equip things into my passive tree. Why are you handing me a subclass now? Let's go! Come on! Right. Like, right. Yeah. Uh. At, at one point, I remember we were sitting down, we were playing, and we had gotten to this mine section, and it was like, oh, now you can mine and do this, and do this, and travel through here, and all this, and well, now you can use this to craft. Oh, and we yeah. both were just like. We're done. Oh, like we're I we're done. Even, like I'm just I, didn't I can't even <laughs> think of that. Oh yeah, I interacted with the uh, the delving. It's Act Five, right? Uh, uh, act Four is when you can act start four. delving. Yeah, so Act Four, and I was like, I got into that, and I was that frustrated me a little bit because um, um, that <laughs> I'm one of those people that that I'm not a completionist per se because I can I can dial it back when I'm actually be like, okay, I'm not enjoying this. But um, I still do have that twinge of like, oh, there's an objective there. I'd like to do it. And the one thing I can say that really annoyed me as far as like that twinge in my head is there was an objective of like blow up a wall with dynamite in those mines. Never found such a wall. Never even saw what one of those were. And once I progressed into the next act, it went away. And I kind of felt dirty for kind of being <laughs> brushing it out of my brain. But like right, you I had to. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I didn't think about is so that's like the delve is essentially optional end game content. Yeah, but they introduce it, it to you so early, and it, yeah, they introduce you in four. But I was like, I didn't even think of the fact that they don't even let you know that hey, this is just a side thing that you don't even have to engage with if you don't want to. Yeah, because well, I'm just right. used to knowing that that's the case. Right. Well, and that's the thing too is that there were so many. You still had to do so many quests before it let you even leave that area to like teach you about it. But it didn't really teach you anything. It just made you go in, carry, follow this minecart around, die a few times because you could actually fall off the world, which by the way is new to that area throughout the entire game. You never encountered that. And yep. and then it's just like, well, what what am I supposed to do with this now? Is this another thing on top of all the other stuff that I'm supposed to keep track of? All the other things that I've just been working towards. It's like, oh my, it was it was so overwhelming. We stopped and tried to pick it back up again, and just just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. The uh, <laughs> the the biggest thing that uh, so for me for my initial thoughts and experience, I have actually played Path of Exile uh, a few times before we did this episode, and one of the things that I've always wanted to do is finish that story, right? And I and I was playing before, so my biggest uh, foray into the game was I got through it Act Three. Um, I would I, I know exactly when this was because I was bored. I had ran out of games and I was waiting for the Switch to come out, which was early Jan, uh, January of 2017. Um, so December, January, about that two-month period, I had been playing Path of Exile, and I played it up until the Switch came out, dropped the game, never looked back once I got a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fair. Um um, cause like I was literally just trying to like, okay, I don't need to buy something because I'm already getting a switch. I've already bought a switch. Like it was just like, I wanted something to play, but, um, I was like, I don't need to spend any money right now. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to, uh, 
I, you know, I, I, I think at that point I already had two kids, so <laughs> I don't need to spend more. Um, so like, uh, I had, uh, I had experience with this game before and, and also that you mentioned VT and I know Morg, you talked about this and Leo, all of us have played Diablo, which, you know, elephant in the room, it's the biggest competitor, uh, that series at least to Path of Exile mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm a huge Diablo fan, and I talk about this uh, a lot lately, uh, with uh, especially in the weekly show with uh, Diablo Four just being announced this weekend. And mm-hmm. like Monster Hunter is my number one series of all time, and I I could probably make a like a top thirty or even fifty of my favorite game series. Like I love a lot of different games, <laughs> but the biggest three are in order: Monster Hunter, Diablo, and Doom. And, like, I don't think any of those games have really failed me on any level as far as, like, getting a lot of enjoyment out of them. Um, So, like, I came into Path of Exile kind of being, like, bored of Diablo 3 because Diablo 3 has been out since 2012, and I had played it, like, religiously up until 2000, maybe 16. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. I jumped into... uh, then I started jumping into other games and that kind of stuff. I also have experience in a lot of the other games like Torchlight. Uh, I'm a big Titan Quest fan. Uh, I like Titan Quest a lot. And that's uh, a whole different game company that does the same ARPG stuff. That eventually became the people who made Grim Dawn, which is the more relevant uh, game series. Aside from the fact that they just released an expansion this year for <laughs> Titan Quest... <laughs> 16 year old game had nothing (laughs) that gets an expansion oh man it was great like some of these old games getting random expansions is weird but oh man it's uh thq nordic they're just amazing (laughs) (laughs) uh um but anyways but yes like i had a lot of experience of the genre going into this game and then this this particular month uh that we did this was a good excuse for me to try to finish you know the story. I wanted to get through Act Nine. Um, there are nine and I, acts. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh my uh, God! There's oh, there's there ten. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Nine <laughs> or ten? Yeah. I, I I don't know. I got into six. Uh, that's about as far as I got. Yeah. Uh, and then we made it to four, and it took about twenty hours, fifteen to twenty hours. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably put a good fifty or sixty hours into this. Um. And I, uh, up front, had a lot of gameplay issues uh, with my internet here. Mm. So, um, now, if I turned everything else off, if I wasn't watching YouTube, if I wasn't listening to a podcast, if I wasn't doing anything, just single screen, playing the game, zero issue. However, I do like to catch up on things. In fact, I was uh, I was actually watching some of Morg's videos at the time I was playing <laughs> this game. Um, you know, and... Um, like, I was just, like, I just, like, I, I can't, I, don't get me wrong, it was engaging, but it wasn't engaging enough for me to not also listen to something else, because I don't care about the story. <laughs> and that's a, you know, for me, it's a short shortcoming of this game, it's just the story is just not there for me. And I don't think that's yeah. ever changed. Yeah, that certainly was not the driving force for, for me and my friend as well. I mean, the, the story was, it seemed like it but maybe had potential, I guess, but I mean, when it's all just pretty much... Uh, you know, random NPCs talking at you and everything. It's like, it's hard to care a little bit, but I mean, what really fueled us for playing 
more and continuing forward was was the the skill system the progression system and that of your actual own character yeah. and that was that was pretty sweet actually um if that and then there were there were like those weird random stones that you'd run into where if you go to them you'd read them and then it would like have some sort of religious script about like you know the the history of like the country or the lore or whatever or like some weird crisis that happened in the past and i'm like can I just go back to fighting ghouls and just firing my <laughs> Mario fireballs at them? Just go blip, 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 and then just be like, oh, yeah, yeah I killed like 15 crabs in this one zone. Oh, I wonder what kind of loot I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab that. <laughs> yeah, the, the lore yeah. stones were interesting. I mean, the voice acting, to be fair, was, was really good in this game. It's something that kind of yeah. did kind of mm-hmm. stand out, which was unfortunate because you would go approach a, a lore stone or whatever it was or a book or something, and it would start reading it to you. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then all the other noises would happen in the game still and you would lose out on it and it was way too long and you're just like okay but my character's talking complete nonsense during this fight like this thing's still going on like i can't focus on this unfortunately there yeah i feel like accidentally yeah go to like one of those like um um, stones and then you just leave it like it would still like the voice actor would still be talking about like what is written on the stone even though you're like not reading any of it so if you're walking around you're still getting like this little bit of story and i'm like uh, you could stop now buddy i mean i'm, <laughs> I'm moving on i'm already off the beach i'm already in a new zone you know <laughs> yeah stop <laughs> Uh, I will say that as far as like so that's that's something to me that is a that is a progression from uh, Diablo 2 right so Diablo 2 you'd have to stand there and listen to someone talk and read the text the whole time not a bad thing if you're really into the lore and the story especially on your first playthrough right but um, not a great thing either right it's it kills the pace and that kind of thing yeah and that's why a lot of times those such you know like those kind of things you didn't find a lot of lore and story out in the world there's some in Diablo 2 right but it would make you stop and read it and it just sort of broke up the 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 gameplay and now I see that system of talking to you while you're still playing a good progression Diablo 3 also did this through audio files you would pick up or notes or something like that so it doesn't break up the gameplay I actually find that system very very well done and Path of Exile does it very well however um, and while you're talking about this, I could see myself getting into the story. The stuff I saw at times was rather interesting. Um, for instance, there is a reoccurring boss character called Pius that showed up quite a few times. Um, and like, Piety's I'll be pretty great. I like her a lot. Yeah, or, <laughs> sorry, Piety. Um, it's fine. There are a lot of names in this. Um, and she was like, she was interesting because you end up working with her at one point. Uh, during like a big boss fight but then she turns on you in the middle of that fight um which is interesting um but like i didn't really have the hooks in me to really care but i could see if i had actually gotten over that mountain to finish the story or and and then sort of like get more hooked in the game i could see me caring more you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it it takes that initial like oh so like um, yeah, I'm going to talk about Diablo a lot. I'm sorry. It's my greatest frame of reference for the series <laughs> because I'm such a Diablo fan. But what hooked me in Diablo 1 and arguably is the worst Diablo game, <laughs> as Leo figured out when we played <laughs> last oh, month. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, was like, what, 
what doesn't you know it didn't hook a cool there's a cool cinematic that opens up the game but it wasn't like i'm hooked from the start on the story it's like i'm hooked on the start from the gameplay the atmosphere the dread and that kind of stuff and i was like 11 the first time i actually truly got to play it i had known about the game for like three years before i got to play it so there was a lot of internal built-up hype uh just because i had seen it in pc gamer when i was eight and just over the moon about it and <laughs> like <laughs> and you know i talked about this before if you got you know for listeners but the thing is like it didn't hook me because the story was super interesting I played the game, got immersed in it. Uh, you know, I, I beat it for like maybe like my first time. I got hooked on it by playing with friends, you know, hanging out in Tristram and doing that kind of stuff. And then I started to care about the lore and the story and stuff like the Halls of the Blind, which is oh, still gives me chills thinking about that poem. But like, the I see the potential for Path of Exile to do that here. The problem is, it's got such a high mountain to climb as you describe vt there's such a high barrier to entry to really sink your teeth into this game and i think what that did for this game is it made a great and loyal fan base for this game however it is very small (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure like the the story suffers from the same thing that most of the other stuff is is that there's a lot of it and it's very dense Mm-hmm. but it's there's a lot to dig into to get to it and they don't put a lot of that up front the first five acts is essentially just a story of you figuring out how to survive yeah and you don't even like much past that isn't really discussed until you start hitting into six through ten where they do a bit of a better job of putting more story into what you're going through and doing but even then, unless you're actually talking to the NPCs, you're listening to some of the voice lines, going through all these, you don't get a big gist of what's going on other than that you're getting stronger and you're making cooler stuff pop out of the random crabs that you killed. Yeah. And right. all of the other things that you're making explode. And by the end, you're like, okay, I apparently am, like, ascended to some sort of transcendence here, but uh, when along this did that happen? Because I'm confused. There was someone talking about something four acts ago that I missed. Yeah, and I, th- yeah. I think it ties into what you said earlier. It's just, uh, you know, they don't put a lot of it up front, and I think the game really could have benefited from some, from a few, you know, cleverly placed, nice cutscenes along the way that really just laid it out, made you watch it, were done really well, used that awesome voice acting, and just, uh, yeah. you know, just, just put it in front of you. Because they grab some great voice actors. I mean, the even if they don't use him much, one of the final boss of the third act is an actor from like Spartacus. There's a bunch mm. of other people that have done a lot of stuff that do very good. And there are some things that I know are coming further down the line that they're working on as far as that. Like, uh, I don't think in, any of you got far enough to hit the point. Once you actually hit act, I want to say it's act five, your character doesn't have voice lines anymore. And that's been a nitpick of a lot of people's sense no, that I, happened. I hit that. And I was going to mention that actually because... Um, you know, we're talking about del- delving into the lore. There was some. I played the the Marauder, and the my, Marauder my big, has some. My big beefy boy. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically, the Marauder is like your your stereotypical warrior barbarian type, right? I yeah. literally can't. Yeah, I used two handed weapons. I literally did a leap. I was Diablo two barbarian all the way, just with extra fire damage and a spinny fire attack. Like, 
It wasn't even a whirlwind. It was just like one spin. Caught everything on fire and it exploded. I loved it. That's awesome. But, <laughs> I was I was an old man who wore a skirt for three X and oh, you oh, did the, the uh, Templar. Templar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Templar. The pants wow. is old man. It's oh, great. oh god, he was yeah yeah old man Jenkins. <laughs> I called him. He was rough. <laughs> he was he was rough. I mean, he was he was cool. They, you know, you could kind of make your character however you wanted and everything, which was neat. But man, he did not look good. Like none of the armor, nothing looked good on him at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's also one of the things that'll you know tie in. So there is a lot of this because I think this came out of closed beta, and I want to say like 2013, 2014. Yeah, it was about there. I and, think I remember. Yeah, and so one of the things that. Again, you know, this has no bearing on it, the game right now and is just something that I'm hoping in the future. They've talked about the next big, big update of the game is going to be 4.0 sometime in the future. Chris Wilson, the CEO, keeps talking mm-hmm. about how it's going to be released or likely around the same time as a certain other unnamed game, Cough Diablo 4 Cough. Um, right. But one of the things that they've talked about <clears throat> is like, that's well, when they got some time. Play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's when they're going to put in um, updated character models for all of the base cl- for all the base classes. Oh, uh, that's okay. when they're talking about having an update to the, all of the voice lines and get you know because they've talked about it. They just can't actually essentially afford when they were doing it. You know, adding each act to act to get all of those voice actors in again just adds some content. But they're yeah. like, we can make a budget to just have all of them be redone and polished up and made better once we have mm. everything set in stone for this. And so that's something they're working towards, but it's not Well, that there. clock is on now. Yeah, yeah, they actually at least have an announcement that it's like, hey, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and not Blizzard soon either. <laughs> yeah, not Blizzard. I love that they even said that. Just This is yeah. not a Blizzard soon. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is not soon. This is not Blizzard soon. Okay. They understand themselves. Yeah. Um, so what I was going to get into with the Marauder... He has some great lines, and I and I don't understand what he's saying, right? <laughs> I, but because it's lore stuff, right? Yeah. But yeah, there are a they few, like... sounded really cool. Like I was like, uh, "There's this thing about his people or whatever," right? So I get the idea that the Marauder is a certain person from a certain like tribe or group of people from a far away land. That's what I gather from yes. what I did get to play. And um, there is, there's a point, and I know you had to beat him, VT, because it's like before, uh, it's before you ended up stopping, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, well, maybe I don't know. Um, it might be the Act Four. Um, I don't know, but there's a there's a place where you have to go in this other realm and you fight this fiery dude, and the fiery dude is like a corrupted barbarian of the same tribe. He's a corrupted and- king of the tribe. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. did fight him, so, yeah. Yeah, if you fought his... That is King Cowman. He is the... And this is one of the things. The lore is really deep. But if you yeah. don't see the right... You know, if you are not reading the right stuff, and even some of it's, like, flavor text on uniques, <laughs> so you might not even see it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. On that branch, that guy, Calm, was the guy that brought over that tribe and first set foot on the land that you're currently in mm. of... You know that race. He brought the cowrie over. Hmm. And okay. So that's a the marauder and has was, some great lines with him. 
Yeah, and he was... I got the impression either he had fallen out of power or he was corrupted or something like that. And basically, the Marauder's like, you're just a fucking disgrace. Like, he was like, I hate you. He's just like... And and it was like, where is this coming from? I'd like to know more. It's like... um, I just wish I just wish it was like uh, you guys ever see Starship Troopers the movie? No. And I no haven't, one I haven't watched nope. it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, the, so the, they do. The, it's really it's a really interesting movie because it's all a lot about propaganda and the, and government and that kind of stuff. The book is way much more about it than uh, the movie because the movie is tied into a sci-fi action. But they they do these really awesome like news reports where it's like, hey. W- the war against the bugs. Yes, it's against bugs. There's like space bugs attacking Earth. Um, As that happens, do, yeah, normal. Do your part, and it shows like a bunch of kids stepping on cockroaches, <laughs> and it's like, uh, oh my and, god, that's hilarious. And it's it's a yeah, it's a good movie. It's a hilarious movie in in some ways, and um, basically it's like it's showing you news clips like, instead of transitions between scenes, just being a screen wipe or something like that. It goes to this news report thing. It's like, you know, tonight at 11, we're going to talk about, and it's like a futuristic news thing, because then it pops, up, it pops up this little, like, touchscreen thing. Would you like to know more? And then, like, you can expand on that news story or something. So, like, I feel like I needed that for the lore. Like, hey, Marauder just said this. Would you like to know more? Yes. <laughs> please. <laughs> take, take me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, I've... And that's one of those things, like, once you, if you, uh... You know, speaking to the rabid fan base or very loyal fan base, like yeah, that's part of what keeps it back. Is there's a lot of people, you know, heck, there's a lot of people who I've known that have played for years that are like, yeah, I kind of know what's going on. I have some ideas. I know I like the general gist of like this culture's flavor. I don't know right. what's going on. And I'm just like, let me tell you how much the cowrie are awesome, right. <laughs> Yeah, so like, there's a lot of that, that and that, this, this problem that we're talking about with Path of Exile is not unique to Path of Exile, right? The, oh no, there, of course not. The the problem also extends to Diablo, right? And Diablo, yeah. there's a lot of lore behind Diablo One and Diablo Two that isn't really touched on, right? And then there's an abundance of lore that is touched on but outright ignored by people in Diablo Three because they're so annoyed with how Osmodon or you know, one of these other great evils are presented. They're like, okay, stop talking to me. You're annoying and shut up. And I'm like, yeah, but what they said there is super important to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you would just actually listen, like, <laughs> like, oh man. Um, yeah. Like it, it, you know, it's almost like an opposite problem where it's like the lore is there. They tell it to you constantly, but it's such a deluge of it. You're like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Like, uh, a lot of like uh, a lot of you know when they talk about Diablo Four, uh, they didn't talk about a lot of lore in the panels that came out. I've been watching it you know very closely, <laughs> watching a lot of opinions on it and stuff. Um, you know, the, 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 as far as we know in the lore, it's like hey, basically if you've seen the cinematic trailer for this game, you know about as much lore as everyone else does right now in this game. So uh, like, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, but I mean also fair too with it being so early on. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's that's very true, but like the the, the problem that it is like a lot of people are like now who who is Lilith like who are they I was like did you play Diablo three they're like yeah I played a lot of Diablo three I was like yeah like basically the only person they talked about in Act four I mean if you actually listen to something yeah <laughs> oh, she was in Diablo Diablo two as well right uh they mention her um well 
I, you know, like, sorry no, to, to sidetrack a bit, but the reason why Lilith is important is she's the mother of all humans, right? It was her union with Inarius, which was an angel that created sanctuary, that created this time away from the Great War. So, like, she's super important to, like, the lore, and they talk about her a lot in different things, but, like, when people are like, oh, yeah, I love Diablo 2. Now, who's Lilith? I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about her in Diablo 1. Like, <laughs> yeah. She, oh. Uh, so, think- yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, w- I was going to say that, like, for, like, Diablo 3, I mean, it's really funny because, like, they do they do mention Lilith in, in the later acts. But, I mean, like, at the point mm-hmm. where, where people are playing the game just to go around slashing monsters and collecting loot. And then there's, you know, Deckard Kane going, stay a while and listen. Everybody's like, no, shut up or we're putting you in the nope. home. But, no. like. <laughs> oh, dude, but no, you kill you kill him with Magda and everyone gets all mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, uh, like with some with some of the crazy stuff that like goes on in like some of those earlier quests, like there's a part where you have to like collect like a sword shard from like the crazy goatmen because apparently it's turning the rabbit and whatever, and then your character's like, we have to slay the goatmen, and then people are like, okay, flip at the table. This is this is not serious anymore at all. It's like everybody just presses like mash the skip button as hard as oh, they can. Oh yeah, you're talking. See. You see, this is what this is what I like, and, and this is again. I'm going to tie this back to Path of Exile because we're talking about today. I didn't see a lot, a lot of, I didn't see a lot of those connecting things in Path of Exile. But again, I don't know if that's because I didn't get far enough or they're just not there, right? Because you're talking about the crazy goat guy. That's a reference. The crazy yeah. goat guy, like uh, Garbod the Strong. That's yeah. a reference to a side quest in Diablo One called Garbod the Weak. Because you you craft him a sword, and he's like he's like this weak uh, goat man that was kicked out of his tribe, right? Because he's too weak. They're a warrior race, and he's like, I will craft a sword. It's a great, powerful weapon for you." And he does this in Diablo <laughs> three, right? And yeah. then you get you give him the stuff to craft the sword, and then he's like, "Ha I am now Gabbard the Strong," and he goes to fight you and dies immediately. And it's like, okay, <laughs> 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 like. So like, uh, traitor uh, bastard he, goat man. Oh dude, he's a, he's a jerk. But like, but yeah, his ghost is what attacks you in Diablo three because that happened in Diablo one. Um, That's awesome. like I didn't. But then again, Diablo has a lot more games to play with, right? This is Path of Exile started from the ground up. So this is the game that has to get our sort of like it has to get us hooked into the story and the lore and that kind of stuff. It just wasn't happening. And now I saw some of it and I was actually interested. But I just couldn't get past Act 6. Like, I just couldn't. And it wasn't that it was like, oh, if I could have, like... I was eventually death-zerging mini-bosses. Because, like, I was like, okay, I don't know what I can do to fix this. Now, granted, I could have consulted my Sherpa, Leo, here. But then again, like, a lot of times it was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when I'm doing this. And no one's awake. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like... You know, it's just weird because, like, the the barrier of entry hurts this game so much, in my opinion, right? There's obviously a rabid fan base that, that not rabid in a in a bad way. Um, there's a lot of, you know, great people who are willing to Sherpa. Uh, I will say that my experience in playing this game previously um, very much talked to me about how the player base is. At that time, I was big on Reddit. I did a lot of things on Reddit. So I joined the Path of Exile Reddit just to sort of, okay, people can help me out and that kind of stuff. Um, so when I put up a post like, hey, I think I'm just going to go play Diablo 3 until the Switch comes out because like I can't, 
and, and I wasn't like trying to insult the player base to say, hey, your game sucks and I like Diablo 3 more. I was <laughs> going to say, like, these are things I legitimately just don't understand. Like, I'm in the side dungeon, which I figured out was an ascendancy trial, was much harder than I was supposed to be able to do with my build at the time. I don't even remember what I was playing. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is like t- three, yeah. two years ago. So, um, like, <laughs> like I was trying to get through this ascendancy trial, which is actually a tougher boss, and I just couldn't do it. And I was like, you had to run through the whole maze all over again, and sometimes I wouldn't make it because like it's a tough area. And I was like. I feel like this game just doesn't respect my time. And it was like everyone simultaneously flipped the table and like, what? You're not respecting its time. I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, as, like, one of the, as one of the loyal fan base, uh, that subreddit can be a fantastic place and it can be a garbage fire depending on the the time of day, the year, and uh, the seasons. Yeah, like most Reddits, honestly. But yeah. you, you did yeah. make a good point. Depends though, on game... what time the moon is up, you know? Every, everybody goes through that monthly phase. I'm not exactly. going to say what it is. But we mm. all know what it is. <laughs> but yeah, it, no, yes, it's the werewolf, werewolf season. It yes. is interesting. Yeah. It didn't really respect it. <laughs> Lots of blood. Digital high five, Leo, for that, that simultaneous <laughs> save. <laughs> That time of year when everybody just rises up with their pitchforks and torches and they're like, kill the non-believers! They just get, yeah. get upset at me because I get a little too hairy. I understand. Damn yeah. the Diablo fan base! Uh, when I was in track, true story, I got called Sasquatch, so yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so VT, you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, just about it not respecting your time. I mean, it felt like... At every at the end of every session that I, I would play, I, I felt like I didn't quite get anywhere. Even though I was I was progressing, I was leveling up. I was, yeah. you know, I was getting these skills and everything. Completing but it, quests. Yeah. yeah, you know, did, we did every quest along the way. But at the same time, it just felt like I wasn't quite like you said, kind of making the connection, understanding. There's still so many things that I didn't quite get. But yeah, what I really it ends up feeling like a checklist. Yeah, more so than anything. Yeah, it kind of did. And you said something earlier too, or, or Leo did, or someone did. Um, about uh, you know just not really getting hooked by the the lore and the story, and and mm-hmm. I and I agree with it. But the reason I kept playing though was because of the was was the loot like you do in any of these games mm-hmm. because that's something that I thought was really interesting with how they handled it with uh, like the armor and everything like every single enemy that that we killed and dropped a stupid amount of armor or weapons yeah. and everything else that we learned very quickly we just couldn't pick up all of it um, yeah <laughs> which is yeah. good a good thing. <laughs> um, you, you know, every yeah. every new piece of armor that we got that maybe had different slots in it or, or a different type skill or something in there um, was, was really exciting. And that was really fun because of the way that the, the armor and the skills worked was something I'd never really seen before in a game. Yeah, so brief explanation to listeners who maybe didn't play or played along with us and maybe didn't get it. Um, so every armor has slots. Or every not uh, yeah everything has a slot right yeah every mm-hmm. so every piece of every piece of armor and weaponry will have a slot the only things that won't unless it's of a specific type um, or jewelry yeah, yeah jewelry will not you can get rings and amulets that specifically have a slot in them yeah. for a single one uh, belts you cannot get a skill slot on there there is a mm-hmm. different type of slot mm-hmm. on one specific one but that's going down into the weeds. But yeah, every other piece oh. of gear will have... <laughs> Let me tell you about Abyss Jewels. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. So there's a mechanic to use all the slots that I could never use. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, don't I like, worry about 
yeah yeah it's yeah. too late now but. oh yeah don't don't so um but yeah for well if it's a jewel if it's a jewel slot uh yes if it's a um a gem slot for your skills you can slot in like secondary ones but the way it's set up is mm-hmm. all of that all of those gear pieces will have um a number of gem sockets in them and those sockets and, can be red blue or green colored yeah red blue mm-hmm. or green and then all of your... And connected or not connected. <laughs> yeah, and then connected, unconnected. And um, depending on the p- type of piece can have anywhere from... All of the pieces will have a minimum of one. If it can have a slot on it, it will guarantee have at least one. Um, gloves, boots, helmets can have four. Chess pieces can have six. And then two-handed mm-hmm. weapons can have six as well. Otherwise, a one-handed weapon will have three. Yeah, um, getting up to a five and six link actually, especially on um, some things, actually is very difficult and is like one of your early mid game goals. But yeah. the way it works is instead of having a skill tree that you pick and choose all of your skills, like in Diablo um, three or any of those other ones, mm-hmm. you pick up items that are your skill and then you socket them into a socket on your gear of the corresponding color, and that gives you the ability to use that skill provided you know you meet the requirements to socket it in and Correct. you're using a weapon that uses it mm-hmm. and, it, and then, uh, slotting in things will force requirements um yes. that is that is something i learned a hard way um i put one too many blue gems into my gear and then suddenly i couldn't use any of my gear so that was interesting yeah because suddenly <laughs> your uh, your intelligence was not high enough to put that piece back on and yeah. say like, oh i need to need to fix that i, yeah. I then started is... looking for all attribute amulets instead of just strength so oh yeah no i Dude. frequently forget to do that like i'll take off an amulet that's the only reason i'm able to use you know this other piece and then i just have four, like a cascading chain of, your of all items. my stuff yeah yeah really but, fun to uh, figure out when it doesn't tell you any of that and it's all of a sudden you just can't equip it and you're like but i don't get it <laughs> like why why did yeah I, I it took me a like, minute Ooh. to find that my intelligence was too low because like it took me mousing over that particular item like why is this no longer equipable it's like red on the intelligence i'm like why does this require intelligence i'm a smashy barbarian it's like oh because you have critical support it wasn't critical support i don't remember what it was um but something like that like a yeah, support might have been gem like might have been like an aoe and you know that speaks to support gems too which are all of the ways that you can then modify and upgrade yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and that was the interesting thing it's like it it was so cool to me to see oh so it's not like you said there's no skill tree or anything it's just they're items that you equip that are skills which is not the way most of us think about skills (laughs) no no it's level up pick your skill or you know yeah yeah pick your skill you know uh like so it's, I think it's fair to say that sort of like, it's kind of like uh, how Wolfenstein and Doom has a relationship to many modern FPSs. It's like the grandfather and then the one who kind of started it and then like the father, who the one who kind of like made all the branches off of it. So Doom being sort of like the progenitor of many modern games. Um, it wasn't the first one, but it's the one that popularized it. It's like Diablo kind of started the ARPG looter genre and then Diablo 2 popularized it and we have so many games like path of exile that draw directly from diablo 2 and this dif- differs from the skills the most out of any of these games oh yeah we're, we're like weird mm-hmm. second cousin in this family tree going yeah. on here with yeah. how this works it's, but it, it's nice i like it until they threw like a hundred skills at me and all of a sudden i couldn't keep track of anything because there's no good sorting system to in right. your box at all so all of a sudden i'm sorting through you know 100 150 different skills to find the one that might 
you know, augment I started or change selling something them. else. Well, yeah. I had too many because you can, I mean, they, they throw tons of them at you. You can buy them for really cheap. And, and like me who was new and was like, oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Let me see what I can do with some of these. You mm-hmm. know, it just, it quickly became really exciting and really awesome and then flipped to like this is too much like what am i even supposed to be working towards here and and every single piece of gear you get instantly could change the skills you can equip so all of a sudden your build is could just be gone if you have a good piece of armor you pick up and you can change your armor to to reflect what you actually want but it's kind of a chance and it takes items and currency yeah it's a lot of investment yeah upgrading any item takes investment and i think um (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of weird because like that's what you want in a game like oh i want like i want to like uh i want to be able to customize my build and make this work like that's sort of like when you get into a game right it's like oh yeah i'd like to do this this and this and that's a complexity that people really look for once they've gotten into the game the problem is that complexity is really front-loaded and it, it ends up being a barrier more than hey let's dig in deep because so people who have already played the game a bunch like yeah yeah i get i get this and i got it uh from having played the game a lot before but like even then i still needed leo to help me leo actually helped me figure out like hey you probably shouldn't be using critical support like (laughs) on this scale because it's not going to crit much i'm like oh yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah, like coming from the side of i've put so much time into this game yeah, I still see that, and I partly because I love to help people get through it. Is like there's a lot of that early game which is really dense. Like part mm-hmm. of why I've been able to play for so long and continuously coming back is that there is this depth of complexity to it. I can customize and tweak and adjust and fine tune all sorts of aspects of a build as I see fit as things get adjusted in patch notes. All of this, but at the same time, they just they do not do a good job of explaining a lot of the systems because at its base like there is a way that this system works it's not random you're able to play like okay i know how this numerically does this you know Mm -hmm. all active gems have a bunch of tags on the top of them that'll say like this is an aoe skill this is a projectile skill this is a melee skill this is a bow skill Mm -hmm. and then support gems will say you know we'll have tags of Hey, these are the types of gems that we can affect. And that and was really cool. At a glance, you could you could actually see it when you select it over the support yeah. gem. Which is these are the yeah, skills addition. you have equipped. Like they were a little green mm. or red, and it was like that's yeah. really nice. Which is an addition yeah. that I saw when they added it in, and I was like, boom, this is huge. This is great because now, you know, it also adds like, hey, there are some that are like an unintuitive. Like I wouldn't think to link this and this, but hey, it looks like they work together. Let's see what happens when I do. Mm-hmm. Right, but they they don't. Even with that, I just don't feel like they do a good sit, job of onboarding people into using that system and figuring out like, okay, how important is it to you know always be running with a full four link? Is it important, or can I make it through you know the base make it through the base game with just like a two to three link on this? Uh, how right. important is it to keep my weapons upgraded if I'm using a an attack skill versus how important is it? Spoiler alert, it's not at all. To keep my stuff upgraded if I'm using a spell. it It's really not. The game, yeah. honestly... I, I almost feel like this game night like needs like a sequence of like PowerPoint presentations and like Excel spreadsheets 
just to get people like you know like mapped in like sort of the right direction it's like well how do i want to like you know like build my character in a way that it synergizes with all the specific skills that i want yeah with you know with specific spells in mind if i'm using a spell caster and like how can i deviate from this if i wanted to say like make a war caster that's yeah you know dual wielding or something like that you know with a good mix and match or whatever depending yeah. upon like what kind of a build you need but um, yeah, like it, it's very in depth. Like there, there's, uh, I, I, I don't even know like where to begin with it because w the moment that I saw like uh, the the level progression, like with with the directions that you can go, it's it, it's not even a skill tree; it's a skill web, it, literally. It like it, it branches out in all directions, and I'm looking at this going. I'm going to screw this up royally. Like, I've only yeah. just, like, started, and I know I'm going to build my character wrong. Well, that but, was the like, really <laughs> cool thing with, like, I mean, when I was looking at it, like, uh, what we've said in the past with all the, all the different skills that you can use, and then looking at the passive, like you said, the, the yeah. passive skill web is incredibly daunting, but also incredibly exciting because you start to read it a little bit, and you, you realize that, okay, it does, there are paths, and truly, depending on where you start, I guess, in the base character... You can actually make, you can jump around that web super fast. You can make your character however you want. You can start with a mage yeah. and transition them, I don't know why yes. you would, into a straight melee user if you want. Just stack There's, them. It's, it's insane what you can do with it. It really you is. Can, <laughs> yeah. you, you can do about anything with it. And there's, like, they, one of the worries when they added subclasses, so every base, every one of the base six classes has three subclasses, and then there's a mm -hmm. seventh mm -hmm. base class that you can unlock that has a single um, that has a single subclass, but Ooh, I didn't even know about this other base class. Yeah, um, I think that you, if you've made it through Act Three, I think you actually have her. You would just need to make a new character, and it would sh give you her as an option now. What, what is she? Because I might uh, have her. You, yeah, you might have it. Sh so the seventh class is called the Scion. She's like this smaller blonde woman, and she is the one that starts dead in the center of the web instead of. Um, oh. Instead right, of at one of the, sides, the yeah. yeah one of the sides oh, around okay. it, but you know there are times where you can sit and look at it and be like, okay, well I can I want to start as a witch as the spellcaster, but she has these bonuses towards elemental damage and specific yeah. subclass nodes about elemental damage. But I want to do a melee elemental damage thing. I'm going to start as the witch, hoof my butt down towards where like the Marauder and Duelist are, pick up a bunch of the melee stuff down there some elemental stuff from Templar and mix and match how I customize that with some uniques in my build. And, hey, look at that. I've got a melee witch that's doing fantastic right now. Yeah, and that's just um, yeah. the, that was the thing yeah. that, like, kept me going uh, throughout what I did play, at least, was, like, okay, I see all these skills. I see the passives. I see that eventually with how you can tweak your armor and, and everything like that to get the different chains and the different, the right color sockets, you could make, like, the perfect character if you were willing to sink the time into it you know for Definitely. the end game but it just to me felt like every step of the way i was constantly swapping out pieces constantly having to redo my entire skill setup and build i wasn't learning a character i was just kind of like getting stuff throwing my my stuff at a character and be like this this will do and i'm gonna learn yeah. them all over again every hour <laughs> yeah no but it's... but it, but it worked i mean i got through everything pretty easy because at each step it still made me powerful but it just didn't feel like i was making that connection with my character at all and really growing you know my character up how i i wanted to initially i didn't i wanted to get there sooner <laughs> yeah no and i yeah i totally get that and agree with it it's 
I mean, yeah, it's that transitioning to the point of getting it in. It's that, like Morg was saying, like, we just need some PowerPoints in here. Like, I <laughs> I, yeah. see the, I see need, the steps yeah. they've added to the tutorial system. And, like, hey, you can go into, like, this. I didn't even realize it was a thing until the most recent pass. Like, there's a spot where you can click on it, and it'll be, like, here in here in the help menu. Here's, like, a page that talks about jewels. Here's a page that talks about all this. But they don't really call out, hey, you can go into here and this is going to be like your, you know, MMO journal spot that talks about all of these game systems. That It's, you know, here's your hunter's notes that has mm-hmm. weapon oh, yeah, controls. Because I didn't know it that existed. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't tell you that it's <laughs> yeah. there. I only realized it because I hit my skip all tutorials button this league and it popped up down there saying, here's this bubble. It was like this bubble and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, two new... tutorials added and i was like Mm. when did this get here what's going on and as much as like as much as i would probably get annoyed by it at some points if it didn't properly push them away i thought i think about like final fantasy 14 when you play through that mmo every time that you hit a system it pops up like here in the front of you in your screen is a window that has some pictures and like diagrams talking in like simple terms like here's what's going on in this like go into this levy finder and you'll be able to do this click to next page once you're in the levy finder do this it'll tell you how to do like queue up click to next page this is the last page of the tutorial there's another thing in here i can't remember what i'm talking about with levy finders right now yeah you close it like if the first time you get a passive point and you open up your tree instead of it popping up hey you have a new tutorial for the passive tree if it popped up and you know this is your passive tree put a point into it these are small nodes they do small things these are notable nodes work towards these these are keystones they'll define your build work towards these as well don't worry if you screw up there is the ability to respec just do that at the front and be like this is fantastic first yeah. time you like pick up and go to socket a piece of a gem in your gear instead of it being like well try and do this and see what happens be like here's how these work yeah that would have been the, you know, the focus biggest on a thing tool. like okay focus literally, on a two link to start yeah yeah exactly all they had to do was say hey red skills are primarily you know melee based or whatever and they yeah, go on strength and red based. sockets yeah, yeah. strength based yeah. and thank you and you know the chains. Here's how. Here's a free support gem, and here's how you use it. Combine this yeah. with yeah. one of the ones we gave in the last quest. It does this. Now they, they do give you support gems specifically after a certain quest and that kind of thing, but they don't really say what it is, so you kind of have to read it. Which I don't think is terrible, but like it's another like small miss and a lot of large misses on tutorial. Well, <laughs> like and yeah, they we, do. But so my buddy and I were playing two contrasting characters, and so our abilities mm-hmm. that we would get were very different and so it just felt like we were both kind of getting a different experience at times too you know yeah you're like okay i don't know what i'm doing he's like i don't know what i'm doing either but we're doing different things this is right oh no send help <laughs> yeah it's yeah, yeah. We, we were trying to like because we were both trying to figure something out together we were trying to figure out different things we couldn't quite bridge it you know talking to each other even still it made it almost more confusing yeah so. you're just like i don't know what we're talking about with spell levels here i'm over here trying to hit things with a stick yeah i'm like i have a, I have a red skill and a blue skill he goes all i have are green skills I'm like i don't know what those are <laughs> yeah <laughs> they can be green <laughs> yeah it really was i didn't the, get a green uh, skill for like four hours <laughs> yeah hmm, that's... green must mean hit points yes more health yes uh so, like, one of the things that uh, I think is important to point out is that, you know, like, c- 
complexity is a great thing to have in a game because that is really what keeps you in the game that, that you know gives you those hooks and keeps you playing and that kind of stuff and you just the problem is you need to have that initial hook or that lower barrier and yeah. that, that isn't always true and one great you know you're talking about the tutorials vt uh you know it, it made me remind of you know i'm usually going to happen here on this podcast i'm sorry we're going to reference monster hunter monster hunter has done a great job of better explaining its systems in iceborne and world right so yeah. you're like there is literally like hey here's a new system and here's a quick little two pages on how you interact with that system like the first exactly. time you walk up to the steamworks there they'll explain what the steamworks is and how you do it now granted all of us in the end just end up holding r2 and getting a bunch <laughs> of items so like like it, it was just it's just whatever or or uh was it right trigger for xbox yeah, like, yeah. I, I, so um like there's a but there's there's this important balance and i think uh and i'm I, I talked about this before we started recording um but i'll talk about it now is path of exile has a lot a lot of similarities of what happened to dungeons and dragons where dungeons and dragons had uh first edition second edition kind of getting you know getting up there and then third edition sort of revolutionized the D scene right people were like oh my gosh third edition is like the diablo 2 in comparison like people were like holy cow it had flaws they made 3.5 it was better people were like yeah so then because in my opinion at least i think this is why it happens and i think it's i think it's what what needs to happen is games don't need to no one was going to keep playing 3.5 forever i mean yes they would people still play 1.0 for dnd forever but for them as a business to keep making money they got to make more stuff right so eventually they're going to be like hey we can probably improve it make it more popular do this kind of stuff so what they did is they made fourth edition sons of dragons oh. aka they made diablo 3 yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. what they did is they tried to simplify it to make a lower barrier of entry because Dungeons and Dragons, as a lot of people know, high barrier of entry, especially in the older versions. Oh yeah. 3.5 right? with was bloated by the time they went to four. Oh yeah. And, and like path of, uh, ooh, pathfinder. <laughs> Sorry. So this is why I mix up the two. They're very similar in name and they have very situless, uh, you know, very close to D and D and very close to, you know, Diablo and, and ARPG. So P- path of exile and pathfinder really, so, like they're the same thing in my brain a lot of the time because of this so like what pathfinder ended up doing was taking that pl- uh, complexity and saying hey you already know 3.5 let's ratchet up that complexity everyone like it yeah and i feel like that's what happened in path of exile there wasn't a lot of thought given to the early game because hey we're all already associated with diablo 2 here's some really cool stuff you can sink your teeth into but yeah what ended up happening, as much to many people's chagrin, is Diablo 3 and uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition exploded in popularity. Dungeons & Dragons is seeing a renaissance of how many people are coming to that game, largely because of 4th Edition, and even more so now because of 5th Edition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 5th Edition is... Massive. much more do- dialed down on complexity and that kind of stuff but the problem with that is it lost some depth and that's exactly what happened in diablo 3 it was dialed down on that complexity and it lost a lot of depth 
Because, hey, you don't need to start a new character. I can just make the same wizard, Azula. I will always make the wizard named Azula because it's the same voice actor from Avatar. <laughs> the airbender <laughs> who plays Azula. Like, oh man, she has some of the same lines. I love it. But, um, like, there was, there's a, like, Diablo is more popular than it ever was because of Diablo 3. No matter how much fans hate that fact, it's that's the truth. Diablo exploded for Diablo 3. And people weren't tricked. They told him everything was going on a long time, right? Like, So, like, but th- there's no denying that there was a complexity lost. And there was a lot of things lost in Diablo 3 that were just done better. Tone, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, the storytelling, I think, is the storytelling is better in Diablo 3. But uh, the method of telling, it just, you know, what they told was not as good. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like, what was in your face was kind of like, okay, yeah, why would he do... Like, I mean, I, I can go on forever about Diablo 3 lore and that kind of stuff, even how it's so interesting, and just, you know, it's unfortunate how they portrayed it in certain ways. But I see this happening with Path of Exile, where they kept it too complex, and it's super important to lower that bar to get more people in the door, because you ease people into complexity, right? Yeah. It's a miracle that so many people got into Monster Hunter before Monster Hunter World, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's... I was hooked by Game 1 because I love ecology, and I saw that right out the gate out of Monster Hunter 1. I'd never seen a monster... Like, the, a game care about its monsters as much as Monster Hunter. Yeah. And I loved mm-hmm. that. No, I mean, uh, even, like, World to the other ones. I mean, one of my best friend was talking to me. He's like, I enjoy World so much because it takes all the good stuff from the other games... But it trims so much fat, and I was like, "Yeah, yes. yeah, I can see that." Yeah, there's, yeah, the yeah. systems. Are, it's just hard to describe, and I, I see this is the this is the problem for Path of Exile. I would gladly play Path of Exile again with some, not even just like. I mean, honestly, I feel like there's some things about the game that are just to me flawed even that i've gotten into the skills and that kind of stuff and i was going to get into this with uh the loot stuff like there uh, or the skills particularly what i gather and i haven't got far enough to tr- de- definitively say this is right or wrong right mm-hmm. but what i gather is that most of the time you're going to be at most using three skills and you're just putting supports on those skills that's yes by and large that's what it's going to do most builds will focus on a main skill with a couple supporting ones like a movement skill Mm -hmm. they are again working to add some more active effects to the game like they on this most recent one they added a um they added a support gem for minions that gives you another active skill on your bar so it's okay. you get to support your minions and then it gives you an active skill to mark a target and all minions that are supported by that skill sickum boy. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a like, passive active. Yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> a it's, it's yeah, it's a passive active. Um, there is like a uh, so I'm what, being what we passive. Have it's my minions that are hurting you. I have a Exactly. Um, right. But and then like they've added a type of like a type of buff and most of the most of the time in the game the buffs that have been on are just like you turn them on you turn them off well they added some yeah. where it's like you turn them on and then you toggle them between two different things i think you used one of them yes i used um, uh uh sand and blood yeah, blood and sand uh, 
yeah, Blood and Sin. Hey, I even pseudo remembered his name. Yeah. But basically, they were um, one was like sacrifice AOE for more damage and sacrifice damage for more AOE. I, I went for more damage because um, smashy face barbarian. Uh, you need so. to make the things <laughs> explode more, obviously. And yeah. So there's a lot of there is a lot of that, and there is also something to be said where you can definitely play with you know an AOE skill, a single target skill, a move skill, and a couple other skills you're going to be sacrificing some optimization, but mm-hmm. you don't need to be optimal. The game has gotten to a point right. where you can be... I mean, you can be on a 4 or a 5 link, you don't need to be on the optimal 6 link and clear most content even in the deeper end game. Yeah. Um, but it still is one of those things where you don't have as much variety, and that's one of the things you lose out on by having so much available customization. You don't mm-hmm. get the baked-in synergies that you know, Diablo 3's, you would never get one of the uh, one of the builds. Like in Diablo 3, my go-to build whenever I do sit in for a season is I play a monk and I play the, um, play the build where all I do is I cycle through like three or four of the spirit generators and never use any of the spenders because I like that yeah. feeling of I'm a monk going Kung Pao. Here's all of my different moves and all of this stuff. You yeah. couldn't do that in Path because there's no real way without a lot of fiddly bits to be like all right well as long as you're cycling through three types of skills of these kinds doing this thing here is a bonus to do that and it needs to be on this thing and this and this you're by opening up your options you don't get to have those things that are designed to work together as easily and yeah i mean i this is it's part of why i love the devs and why i love this game is most of the time when i can find an issue with the game Either I go and look at it and it turns out they're already working on it or like two leagues down the line, they're like, and here's some skill gems that do this thing that are new. And I'm like, hey, look at that. Like they added blood and sand or they added death mark for your minions. And right. I'm just like, hey, they're giving me more things to do. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would have been really cool to see, um, and, and maybe I just didn't get far enough to actually see this, but something like that with that synergy built in with like different armor like sets something that caters more like specifically to minions and really draws that line between like armor and skills as opposed to just having it all reliant on the slots in your armor and and the skills you put in there that would be that would be definitely a point where most of the time if you're going to be playing a build that has something more customizable like that's more special about the armor because there are a lot of very cool unique armors in the game that do have specific effects yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's true. Time, I did. I did mostly find it was it was unique weapons, and unfortunately, none of them catered to what I was using. So, and yeah. that's that's partly by design. They intentionally make it where there are more unique weapons, lower level, because those are typically going to be very good for the level that you find them to help yeah. you l- progress through and level into end game. Once you hit later on and into the end game, where you're not going to be changing your gear for different slots as often you'll find a lot more unique armors that have special effects to them. Like mm-hmm. that's where mm-hmm. you'll get armors. Like there's speaking of Calm's, like Calm has a few different unique pieces that play into the I am a very big beefy boy archetype. Whereas that's a little dumb. So there's a chess piece called Calm's Heart that its unique thing is it has significantly more flat life on it than any other piece you can get in the game. There's also, it also specifically will not let you have any gem slots on that chess piece. Mm, I'm a big fat guy that is very, that I'm not needing to think as much, 
but okay. I'm gonna be really tanky. His boots are the same way. You can't get gem slots on them, but they have a buttload of life on them. You cannot <laughs> be stunned while you're wearing them. You can't be slowed down while you're wearing them. You're like, I get to be the juggernaut. Hmm. I hmm. I have to be a bit of a that dumber is. juggernaut, but yeah, I am not. At the you cost. can't stop me. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. But unstoppable nonetheless. Oh, I yeah. absolutely love those boots. I use them on so many builds because just being able to not have your speed slowed by like chill effects is great yeah. in certain end game encounters. Oh yeah. Um, and so there is there is a lot of that, and it's one of those things where it speaks to. There's even more complexity once you get far enough in, but you have to get there first. And holy dang, yeah. there's a lot to get there. And I, I mean, I mean, honestly, that's that's what where I pretty much landed with it was I was I was looking at this game is free. I can tell it's they put a lot of work into it. They really care about the game. They really do for it being free to play. I mean, there's really no advantage. Like, I, I didn't see anything outside of cosmetics for, for pain, I don't think. The only microtransaction that has an impact on your gameplay is the only way to increase your stash size is by yeah. buying stash tabs. And the only way to get certain types of specialized stash tabs is by purchasing those. You can also upgrade yeah. from a regular to a premium one, which will let you like rename and color and like um, more easily put things up to sell with those. They're getting you with that OCD. They, yeah. well, that's, that's what's going to get me. Let me tell you. They what. give you yeah. so they give you what? It's four stash tabs. Well, at the start there's rate, or three? tons of room in those. To be honest, if for there based is, on what you're keeping, because um, you don't really and, keep armor for a long time. Because by the time you go back to use it, it's obsolete. I have thirty-one stash yeah. tabs. That's nuts. Ooh, um, but seven I mean, of those kind of like, uh, like I, every time they come out with a new specialized stash tab, I will buy it. And the other thing too is, I think they specifically. That makes sense. Ev- it's uh, I want to say it's every second weekend of a new league and every third weekend of a new league, they run a sale on all of their stash tabs, and it's a very yeah, it's a very hefty discount. I think you can get them for like half off sometimes and things like that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool, but, on, uh, but like honestly, for me, like like what you said just a minute ago is it's it's you know very in depth you just have to get to the end to get there i would have gladly paid like 20 bucks just to like make me level 60 or whatever max is like i just want to get to the point where i make an awesome character exactly how i want like, yeah. i don't want to go through oh, no, the, the, this crap i just want to get to the end and like grind feel grind like, grind <laughs> yeah i feel like that would have been like instead of throwing you into like that was tying a cinder block to you and pushing you off in the deep end oh like, yeah it, it would have <laughs> like you'd have to have like three yeah. hours of tutorials of like okay now that you're here here's everything that we you, you missed and like yeah. oh shit i didn't here's realize how to catch up. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah this no, is I, a class like <laughs> oh wait he hit a sh- he hit a shelf he didn't really get to the bottom let's push him more <laughs> like yeah i would kill for like a the adventure system that Diablo yeah. 3 has like once you complete oh, the story yeah. you can do this I would love to because as much as I do enjoy the lore of Path and the story of Path and all this stuff um, I have played through all 10 acts more times than I really would like to especially because I'm also <laughs> an altaholic if yeah. I could level in a different way or just you know okay I've hit this point I can make a character that's up to a certain level just quickly that'd be great I instead I've just gotten really good at speed running all mm-hmm. ten acts. I think you know there's the contrast. You guys were talking like you're thirty hours in, you got to act four, and like fifty hours in, you got to act six. And uh, my best friend and I raced when the new league came out, and he and I hit maps, which is the start of end game. We were yeah. done with act ten and into maps at twelve hours played on our characters. 
Because, oh, jeez. Yeah, good that's, gravy. That's pretty good. And I felt like I was trying to rush it myself, although my my uh, ARPG OCD likes me fill out every map. That's oh, something yeah, same. I do and every I time. every quest that we, you and, know, because I wanted all the XP, yeah. but it always yeah. felt like we were super overleveled for everything just because and we did that. You And you probably were. And that's one of the things, too, is, like, you were running through overleveled. I was guaranteed, because that's by design, I was four levels underleveled for every single zone I was in when I was doing that run because that's where optimal experience is and I knew exactly mm-hmm. which subquest so I was like okay if I run past here and I pick up this waypoint I just keep running this way I will come back and pick up the passive point on this side quest later or hey this side quest is just for respect points and unless I messed up planning my build I'm not going to need those so peace yeah. I'm going to be over here so yeah. like a lot of it is knowing that like there's speedrunners that can get it done in three hours and I watch those and I'm in tears being, I, you I know what love a new I'm, character in three hours i'm i'm not even uh, like i will probably end up watching one of those just to see how it is and, and i recommend be, because them. because well, they so, like, give you so many tips just to do it at a faster pace yourself yeah uh i'd only like to see that i mean i might watch a longer one um because i i do that like uh if anyone's familiar with maximilian dude Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i have watched a lot of his like 99 hour playthrough of neo like i watched that whole thing um you know i don't watch it all at once but like i'm watching his bloodborne lore run like it because it's ways to enter lore runs are so much fun well it's it's because he's doing everything right and it's like six six hour videos of like him doing this six or seven it's like insanely long playthrough but it's something that i wouldn't do because i honestly hate playing bloodborne like <laughs> <gasps> really <laughs> yeah yeah if if anyone's been around on the discord for us um, which is no open to idea. anyone oh yeah i just i can't i can't i don't that's, like that's the a, battle system it's a damn shame it's yeah it just is it, okay i'll, I'll say it right here i don't know what to say the man. problem is i like so bloodborne is a is a logical progression from dark souls as far as combat and itemization goes and all that kind of stuff right i feel like a lot was lost from demon souls to dark souls as far as combat goes so i want everything to be like demon souls and it's not and it really ticks me off <laughs> 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 I because wanted them to I, go in one way, and they went in the other direction. They went in a complete opposite way. I own Bloodborne. I have gotten through maybe seventy-five percent of the game. It's not like I hate it. I just don't. I'm not very good at it. Platinum so like, beat it eight times. I think something like that. I've gotten. I mean, I love it. Everything, the lore, the combat. It's all fantastic. It's the faster. But that's for why me I want to do the it. lore run. Yeah. I like. Right? That it, I like that it's Cthulian based. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's very ca- dark and gritty. And oh scary, yeah, it's delicious cosmic tentacles. horror. That is the. That is the setting I could give the the that and steampunk are the two settings that I could be like I could not just kill me now I'd rather not <laughs> like so like just, I just don't all, like those settings for you then <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot of things and or if it was in space I hate space like <laughs> what <laughs> oh yeah dude high fantasy all the way man that's me space is um, great there's so much space in space. Yeah, but, you know, like, everything in space ends up either being A, talking animals, or B, everyone speaks English, and it just makes no fucking sense. Like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Tell me how you uh, felt about Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Oh, I actually like Guardians of the Galaxy because it's funny. That's the thing, is if it's funny, it bypasses all of that. But, um, yeah, so, like, um, (laughs) one of the things that um, Path of Exile, I feel like, 
you know, I feel like we're all kind of like down, like, no, the Baryon is your boundary. It's still fun to play. Like, me being that bashy barbarian was really fun until I hit my wall in Act 6. Like, I was just like, I'm just death zerging at this point. It's no longer fun. And this happened maybe about a week and a half before we were supposed to record. And then we extended that recording, and I didn't take the extra time to play it anymore. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. I no, just I mean, played I more Monster Every Hunter. time that we would stop playing, my buddy and I, and I'd, 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 I'd hop back on two hours before we were supposed to game, and I'd reset up my character all over again and, and kind of change different skills. Like, okay, well, I got this thing. It's linked up three different times. I'd try it. And it was a blast to go in and like see how well the skills could work together and how you could really change your character each time. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I think really the game shines with the complexity that you know i'm kind of afraid of and and really wish they tapered out a little bit more because in the end game that's that's what you have and that complexity is gonna just yeah. draw it out for further and make it yeah, even better really but it's just it's again like you said it's getting there it's it's that whole that's that giant mountain you have to climb and it, it it's a great reward in the end because being able to make like uh, Leo, you're saying like you could make an elemental dual wielding mage if you wanted to, and have them be a yeah. complete badass. But you know, just it just needs a little different pacing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's... and this had this the problem that a lot of games do for me. That um, hey, um, I'm playing this game that it's like a game I like. I kind of would just rather play the game I like at this point. <laughs> like, uh, and, and that happened to me. I actually started up a seasonal character in Diablo because of playing Path of Exile. I actually went back to that. Uh, you get to make seasonal characters in Diablo because of Path, because that's one of the things I've watched and enjoyed is watching the interplay of mostly yeah. Diablo 3 and Path. Like, hey, one of them did this innovation. One you see have- a couple, you know, you see... Depends on the time frame. A couple years later or months yeah, later, they, like the other one tries it. Yeah, and they were one-upping each other, and that's good. That's yeah, good no, for great. progression. I love, that's, it's called competition, I love and we, we as consumers leads. benefit from it. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Healthy competition is always good for video game production. Yeah, and I mean, yes. like, they've even specifically said, like, the... I don't... You, I have not seen much of it from the Diablo side, because I don't follow it as much, but, like, the, oh, dude! Every day, every the C- every yeah, the day CEO the of <laughs> CEO of Grinding Your Games that makes Path, Chris Wilson. I yeah. it, follow and am interested in him for a multitude of reasons, mostly because he makes one of my favorite games. Also, he's huge into magic. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've surreal hey. moment in my life. I got messaged by him on Reddit because of something I posted on Ooh. the Magic subreddit, and I was like, "Hey, uh, let me just fangirl for a second here." Okay, now we'll talk about whatever it is you were wanting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> like he's open talked. he's like you know he's friends with some of the people that work on diablo 3 and he's like we you know we talk we we know what's going on yeah like, we're not heading the shell like heading the sand on this yeah and it, this is that's that's great right and one thing that uh i think is very good to mention is grinding gear games themselves the company is um what i would like blizzard to be very open, very communicative, very engaged with the audience. Um, there's a lot good. They do a lot of good for charity. They're a great company, right? I, I would and legitimately this- point at uh, Bex, their community manager, when my wife was talking to her company about they were looking for a community manager. I was like, whoever you need to do, they need to model themselves after this woman because she's amazing. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot good about Grinding Gear games. And, like, as much as it's unfortunate for Blizzard because it was one branch and higher-ups of Blizzard that caused the whole Blitzchung thing, right? Yeah. That's been all over gaming news. That's kind of put a cloud over this BlizzCon. Like, I can't even talk about how I'm excited for Diablo 4 in the writing group that I'm in. Um, because like, they're all so, they're literally like angry at me that I'm excited about Diablo. Like, I was just like, holy cow. Like guys, I get it. Right. But like, I don't think that, like, I was like, I'm not an apologist for Blizzard. I don't really consider them to be one of the good companies anymore. Right. Ever since the Activision thing, they've deteriorated, um, quite a bit as far as like communications with everybody and that kind of thing. The Diablo 4 stuff gives me hope because all the developers are like, talk to us. We want to know what's going on. But that also says how early that game is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but, like, uh, one of the things I want to get into is um, it's not a, uh, you know, I, ta- I compared Path of Exile and Pathfinder a lot. And one thing I do want to stress, there's a big way that Path of Exile and Pathfinder are very different. And that is that I don't feel that Pathfinder 1.0... Uh, it's a different story for two second edition. I think Pathfinder second edition is my favorite system to play quotation D and D like uh, right now, but um, Pathfinder first edition, I loathed because they did nothing new. That is not the case with path of exile to Diablo two. They actively have done things to progress the genre right mm-hmm. they but the problem is they don't have the lower barrier of entry i guess the biggest problem here yeah. um mm-hmm. and uh going forward and we're talking about uh i'm excited to see what they say there's actually a little countdown on the launcher for path of exile for what they're saying they want to do in 4.0 yes and coincidentally after what people are after we're hearing about what diablo 4 is right so <laughs> Well, they know what's going on. Well, they um, so they had the they had that countdown going before the Diablo 4 launch. Oh yeah, that's very true. Because the countdown is to their announcement at they they're running ExileCon. They it's their first like path convention. Yes. And uh, let me tell you, tickets to New Zealand when they announced this last year were expensive. I was very sad. Oh yeah, I was gonna try and fly out, and then my wife was like, "You are." Uh, you are insane. insane. <laughs> yeah. You are staying home. Despite, despite you being in Germany for magic, yeah, that was... <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a big difference between her company paying for her to be out there and That's covering true. her hotel. And that is just, very true. Me just tagging uh, along, being like, I'm decent at what I do. I can be here. Yeah. And dropping um, two grand on a plane ticket to... New Zealand. Oh yeah, no, that's that's way out of my budget for like, anything ever right now. It's like, that's a little <laughs> for my blood. Oh, let's not do this. Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so but they're to, announcing 4.0 plans and talking about them soon. I'm excited to see what they say, and I will probably be keeping it at least an ear to the ground with Path of Exile because, if anything, like this this new playthrough has said, like yes, this is a game worth looking into. I don't think it's in a state that I want to keep playing it as of right now, um, but maybe later. Yeah. My, you know, maybe I take another crack at it when I'm not playing so many things. Like right now, Monster Hunter is taking up a lot of my time. <laughs> Uh, Diablo 4 hype has gotten me to the fact where I'm talking to my brother about us playing Diablo 2 because we have never, neither of us have actually ever beaten Hell Mode, which is the third difficulty playthrough of Diablo 2. I got through into Hell with a character, and that was when I was well after 
playing it a lot when I was in college. Like, you know, I'd like to go back and, and play that again. But, like, there's all this other stuff I'm going to be playing, so that's probably going to be a back burner. I will say they have a steep hill to climb against what Diablo 4 is doing, in my opinion. of the. I, I know you guys just said you looked at trailers and that kind of stuff, but, like, let me just... Let me just throw some knowledge down on this podcast of why Diablo 4 is going to be, in my opinion, probably the strongest in the in the genre right now. One of them, open world. Open world Diablo is insane. Like, okay, you can do... It's like uh, taking the adventure mode and saying, hey, you can play the story whenever you like. Um, I don't know what that's doing for the whole difficulty thing of, like, normal Nightmare in Hell. I don't know if they're even going to have that. Uh, but it's basically taking what people loved about Diablo 3 with the adventure mode and putting it into the main game. And I'm like, that's huge, right? Like, that's huge. And then there's, like, class-specific systems. Like, the Barbarian has four weapon slots that all contribute to him. Like, hmm. all the legendary passives cool. and stuff. That's like, cute. And that's, that's just an example of, like, unique stuff for a class, right? The classes are going to be, like, dynamically... Like, just, just different, right? So, like, the Barbarian's weapon slots are two one-handers and two two-handers. And they're going to dynamically switch whenever you're using a skill that needs a two-hander or a one-hander. Hmm. That's, pretty um, That's really interesting. The Druid is going to have attacks that are werewolf, werebear, or casting in human form, right? It dynamically switches. You don't have to turn on werewolf mode to do a werewolf attack. You do the werewolf attack, you're suddenly a werewolf and it looks amazing. I'm so like, there's all this. that. Oh my god, I can't wait like, to be I, you know, like Again, it, we're talking about Path of Exile, but it's hard to not marry that to its direct competitor, Diablo. Uh, no, and like 100%. They're very intrinsically tied in a lot of ways. and Right, and I don't think there's a lot that Path of Exile could do for me personally because how personally I love Diablo and it's just outside of the... the so I love Diablo and arguably people just hate Diablo 3, right? <laughs> like, the story, everyone's like, oh, it's terrible. And I'm like, no, I'm okay with it. There was some really good lore stuff out of that. <laughs> like, I really, like, I love Diablo 3. I, I had so much fun with it. Played it a few times with, with the same buddy. And, and yeah, it's... I mean, I I never played it originally before all the the major big loot patch fixes and everything, but it was yeah, it was quite yeah. addictive. I've, I've only ever played in a Reaper of Souls. They'd already introduced see, like them adding oh, seasonal dude. leagues was what pulled me in. But, I was uh, in day I'll one. Still drop in and it's great. My I was in day one. I I actually one of the one of the thousands of people that completed Inferno before you know Inferno went away, hmm. which was like the this the fourth difficulty. Yeah. Um, and the old style before they got away with that and added this new crazy was it sixteen difficulties now in Diablo three? Some like nonsensical amount, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah it's <laughs> Inferno two, three, four, five. Uh, yeah, so I, I completed the original Inferno. I actually I didn't remember that. My brother reminded me that we did that together. Like I was like, Oh, okay. Uh but like there's all sorts of stuff and I'm not gonna go into everything, right? Because I gushed a lot about this on the weekly show that I did with Morg Friday. Like, uh, you know, like, there's a lot that is happening in Diablo 4 that isn't in a good direction. And one thing I want to talk about 
specifically is the loot. And the reason being is that a lot of people are bashing them, Diablo 4, specifically for the loot, because they're, well, and it, honestly, it's they're all choking their chicken over Diablo 2 loot systems. Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's to be honest, like, people are like, oh, yeah, Diablo 2 had the best loot system. And I'm like, I mean, no. <laughs> but it was better than Diablo 3's, yes. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Like the thing is, it's like it's dumbed down. The loot is dumbed down, and they, and uh, the 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 biggest reason why I think that's a good thing, is because there was a developer interview. It's not that it's necessarily dumbed down. It's they're removing the math. It's like, hey, this weapon is clearly mathematically better than this weapon. You don't have to figure it out. <laughs> like it's just there for you. Yes, it's mathematically better. But they were focusing on is the complexity, is the a- affixes like percent stun and like those kind of things that aren't directly tied to damage. They're more ancillary. So like that's exciting to me to say like I don't have to freaking do a spreadsheet to see if my wizard does more damage with this fireball instead of the hydras. Like, can I just play the hydras and just figure that out? Like it's like the like they're they're removing a lot of that barrier complexity which was already pretty decent in Diablo 3 right so they're lowering that bar and they're adding more complexity at the same time which is what Path of Exile needs to do to a larger scale especially on low end so I'm interested to see what they do to, to address that problem right and that might make me come back I don't think I have played my last time with my marauder well no actually yes because i only play seasonal when i play path of exile because i like to play something yeah he'll, he'll still be there just chilling in standard where everything goes yeah but <laughs> but i won't be playing in standard i mean that's the kind of thing i get from path of exile if you're not playing in leagues you're kind of behind the times like <laughs> yeah i mean there is a very small dedicated pile of people that play standard i was among them for a while and then i yeah. didn't for a long time and one of the things is all of your stash tabs migrate to a remove only version there mm. um i haven't cleared any of those in a couple of years so my yeah. my multitude of stash tabs is now a much larger multitude of stash tabs and i <laughs> just um just don't don't just I, don't <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I sat down. We're like, we're going to spend an hour. We're going to clear out all our move only tabs. We looked at it and we decided to watch a movie instead. Yeah. Good decision. No, no, sometimes, oh, sometimes there's just a better decision. Um, so like uh, one last thing for me uh, before we get into be like to wrap this up. Um, and uh, obviously if you guys can say whatever you want before we wrap it up. But uh, the, the actual seasonal uh, thing that we played in this time around, I did, did it. I know you played seasonal, Leo. Oh yeah. More? Did you play in the season or no? I don't really remember how far I got. Aside from the fact that you know, <laughs> I got really upset with um, um, how inventory space. Like if you if you had it filled up, you couldn't pick up quest items, like quest essential mm-hmm. items. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's annoying. What you can't do? Ooh! And that's yeah, that, when yeah. I was like, that's, that's the last straw. And I threw my controller down. And I was like, that's it. But like um yeah and like um having like not being able to like um like dual wield like uh, two single handed weapons instead what would happen is I'd try and like select like um a secondary weapon and it would keep swapping out my first one and I'm like come on just let me just hold both weapons and oh, it would never let me do God. it and I'm like you 
console sucks for this game. Yeah, I, uh, console. Yeah, that <laughs> console for this, I'm. Uh, I've never tried, and I've not heard great things about. So I'm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I played on. Yeah. I played on PS4 for, and it did take a. There are a few tiny nuances like that of of what order you select things in to get them to work the way you want to. Yeah, as a Diablo, I feel as the probably the best iteration of console ARPG. And it still has its own problems with that. Uh, by the way, if you ever play Titan Quest, don't don't play it on Switch. Just, <laughs> just, just avoid it. Yeah, just it's go amazing on it. PC. Just go and do it's it. Amazing and then, like the, the next day, they just you hear you hear a knock oh, on the door, just like Mark, are you okay? There's, and I'll just be there with a rope around my neck, and there's a stool underneath my feet, and I'm like, I'm oh, fine, dude. I'm fine. I just played. You it. can tell. Uh, anyone here familiar with Jim Sterling? He's very much like a a, a yes. very angry gamer. <laughs> um, uh, you can tell how bad a port is by how long his video is talking about it. Oh uh, it's God. a thirty minute video talking about that that oh, wow. particular port. Oof. So yeah, one of the worst ones as far as ports go. <laughs> a, a big part of it is it crashing constantly. So that's that's one reason. But uh, yeah, I. I get that. Um, my brother and I played a lot of Diablo 3 on Switch recently, and that actually wasn't that bad, but we had to take turns equipping items. That was awful. Mm-hmm. Huh. But... <laughs> yeah, that sounds, like a, that sounds like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, gosh, I don't know what I was going with. Uh, oh, yeah, the leagues. Those, yeah, seasonal ones. Cause... Um, so, uh, Ventral, did you, did you play in the league or no? Uh, no, we played just standard. Okay, um, so I want to talk about the Blight mechanic, the Blight League, a little bit. Um, so this is what was going on during the time of us playing it. Basically, you have this, like, pustule of goo that you're supposed to protect, and it turns into a little tower defense game with lanes. Um, oh, hmm. yeah. And it, if you successfully defend it, um, each lane uh, ends in a treasure chest, that has items that are particular to certain seasons, even because I played when yeah. one of the seasons was new. Um, but the, you know, there's all these different currencies and thing. We didn't go into that because why? There's just so much. This is a deluge of different types of currencies, um, you know, and all in-game stuff, not buy currency. But uh, the these paths you were like, hey, set up like this thing to help you fight the enemies. And you could just fight the enemies too, but they're going to be stronger than you, so you need the towers to help you. Those towers you that spend... like, cast spells for you, like fire and ice spells, right? I, yes. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I played that. I thought that this priest was just going to be like um, talking to me about more lore bullcrap or whatever. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't <laughs> have time for this. I skip, skip, skip. And all of a sudden, there's like 60 zombies everywhere in there. She's like, there is no time. We must defend the tower. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't even know what I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like lobbing fireballs everywhere and like activating these towers. I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm like, I'm soloing this one. I feel like I should have a team behind me or something like that. No, I had to try it, so, and I failed it, and I'm like, oh, well. And, but that it doesn't happened. hurt you to fail it. There's no, like, downside to failing it was the, is the good thing. But it is it is really cool because it was different, right? And it's a yeah. very big, it's a diversion from the normal gameplay that it was really cool. And, and I praise, I highly praise Path of Exile for doing this constantly every season. Right. Yeah, and that's Diablo Three has tried to follow suit, 
and I don't think they'll have it until this next season that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time it's been interesting because it's like, basically you get like these massacre bonuses, which used to just be like, hey, you know, cool, you got a killing spree. Now it's like, hey, there's now like fire tornadoes swirling around you and yeah. like this crazy like <laughs> so like arcadey bonus thing they're talking about. What's really funny about that is... Um, cause we were talking about, you know, like they try different things, path tries things that they take from it. those rampage bonuses. Yeah. I'm sorry. I call them rampage bonuses. They call them massacre bonuses. Path. There was a, there was a path temporary league called rampage that did exactly oh, okay. that. It was, you had these different rampage tier bonuses and it's actually really funny if you side by side the rampage tiers and the massacre tiers, there's a lot of them that almost one for one match, which is oh, really neat. Okay. And so that's, you know, like you're saying with their Diablo is trying this, you know, path. They started doing it because that was their way of we're going to test a game mechanic. We don't know if it, we want it to stay core. And yeah. so it's going to be a thing. And Rampage, you noticed like when you played that didn't happen, it didn't go mm-hmm. core to the game. There's a couple ways to get it. There's a few unique items that say on them Rampage or do okay. a thing when you have Rampage. If you have those equipped, then you have those rampage tier bonuses that'll happen when you're playing. That's it. The rest of the time they're gone. Blights right. potentially going to be the same way. A lot of people are thinking it's either going to be heavily, heavily scaled back, or um, yeah, gotten rid like, of entirely. Because they've they've done that too. They've been like, hey, this league was a bust. We're abandoning it and just not going. Okay. The right. Um, was its entire I, own league and was actually great during that that was the league i've done the most in huh okay the uh the one thing that um that i'll that i'll say on on the on this c league in particular is that it's really cool i like the mechanic however however there are situations where this is unwinnable and i will say this like it is very like sure maybe i'm not the right kind of character to be winning this stuff but like and so, like the the branches that come off of the, the so the lanes that that come off, sometimes there can be more lanes that come, or they all come out at once. It's, it depends, right? If the lanes split, and I mean split, as in like one lane goes left of the uh, the uh, core and one goes right of the core, you're fucked. Yeah, it's... like I don't, I didn't see any way to defend on both sides because those towers are not enough to stop a lane on their own. Period. Doesn't matter what you pick, how much you upgrade them, you still need to go help that tower. There, that lane. There is an amount of that that's the case, especially when you're going through the axe. Once you've, once you hit the point of maps, you, mm-hmm. you'll have, you'll see that you get incremented up how much starting material you have. And you'll get to the point where those towers are actually strong enough where you set up one side and then you go onto the other and you're able to set it up as you go and set it up as you go. But yeah, it's Mm -hmm. definitely one of those things. And one of the things that they're, it always feels like they're rough on is getting the balance right on a league mechanic for while you're leveling to the point where frequently, especially early on, if like we're my friend and I are like getting to day one and try to race to the end, he and I will skip the league mechanic from the beginning and won't even touch it until we hit end game content because there's too many times. I feel like that's a failure though. Like (laughs) there, what we'll usually end up doing is we'll, because they always have it set up where that first area after the first town has the league mechanic pretty much right there. We'll hit that one. So you get to test it out. We'll hit that one. We'll see how it feels. 
and how it feels like as far as like time and difficulty versus do we want to just get to the end, get ourselves in gear, and then like really start figuring this out, or do we want to play it as we go? And there have been some where yeah. it's easy to play as you go, or somewhere it's encouraged, and others where we're just like, eh, this yeah, is so really something that I want to mess with while I'm, you know, under leveled, I under geared, and still figuring, you know, getting myself pieced together. I'm not going to face yeah. a zombie horde from a portal that spawned way too close to the thing and cry. Yeah, there's um, there was it was basically for me it was like an all or nothing. Like either I, either I succeeded because it had a good lane placement, or I just didn't because it had bad lane placement, and that was yeah. it. Like it wasn't even challenging when it was in the right placement. Um, now towards the end, I was dying from those because I was just dying in general. Yeah, and I have uh, constantly I, another one of those things. Like, it's like a, if you don't know to look for it, you probably don't know. I have a sneaking suspicion of why you hit Act Six and started dying a lot more. Uh, Vitality. I, I kind of understand why. Well, it's, there's that, and I also don't know if you checked your resistances. When you finish Act 5, you get a minus 30 penalty to all of your elemental resistances. And that's what? Actually oh, because, what? because it was the original Nightmare in Hell mode. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I see that from Diablo 2. There is a... <laughs> It's a, and they actually call it out even less recently than I think they did a year ago. Like, before it was actually oh. a little more telegraphed. Um when yeah, my fire resistance is good. Everything else is shit, and yeah. I know that. When so. you beat the uh, when you beat Act Five, uh, it talks about that boss inflicting you with his blight when you're uh, you're escaped out of there. And oh. part of that is if you don't know to look for it, like it pops up in a line, but it doesn't like stay this there is, for long. It's this like, is hey, the giant the statue dude that yeah. I killed that was like a demon. Yeah. Yes. Ah, um, so he gives like, you HPV. That's evil. Yes. Exactly. And he's just like, and so all of your resistances get tanked by 30%. And no. that has frequently been a thing where it's like, oh, hey, my resists were fine. And now they're not. And I'm taking essentially more than double damage of what I was taking from yeah. all elemental sources. Oh, no. Hmm. So now I have to go through this thing where I'm looking at elemental stuff uh, on my gear, which is what happened in Diablo 2, right? That's not yeah. any different. Um, and early days of Diablo three, um, like I get that mechanic, but yeah, the fact that you said that and it wasn't told to me, yeah, that's another, <laughs> I was like, like okay, a, I was like, there's an, now that I know that I could like, probably Epiphany. survive. Yeah. Oh I could probably survive, but I'll have to grind probably to find that resistance gear and still make it fit my build. <laughs> Yeah. So okay, or um, use some of like so, your crafting benches. But even then, like even if the solution oh, dude, is, that's a the, that's a mechanic I don't even want to touch right now. I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, even I, if I have so many recipes, but like, uh, you no. you didn't even know that you needed to until I was like, hey, by the way, this thing happens to that that makes your gear that was fine suddenly not fine anymore. Oh wow! Yeah, no, no. Um, the, the last thing I want to say is I do admire them for their, their seasonal stuff that they end up becoming, uh, you know, there's a magic term. I know it's used elsewhere. Evergreens, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like tramples and evergreen and magic. Um, like it's a mechanic that will stay with the game for the rest of time or the foreseeable future. And there was a couple cool ones that I really enjoyed. Uh, I know that the prophecy one is one of those yep. where you got these coins. It was like, Hey, you were going to find a a dude that you kill and he's going to give you a bunch of shit and it's going to be cool. I'm like, yeah, that's a cool prophecy. 
and it happens, and then you're like, "That was cool." <laughs> he's not. Yeah, no, he's he's just not a, any. It's a neat little tertiary any, thing that just gives you bonus stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and just as long as you're in town, you can seek new prophecies, and you can seek up to eight or twelve or something. It's pretty yeah, large. I, I, I actually filled it up once, um, and I was like, oh, "Okay," and I was like, "Hey, you're gonna read this book, and you're gonna get experience." Okay. So I went back to Act One to read a book, and I was like, "Cool." And I was like in Act 5. Um, so, like, there's some really cool stuff about that. There's other ones that are like, hey, there's these guys frozen, and it's an elite pack or something like that. And you open it up and fight them, and you get these shards of stuff. I never completed a shard. Don't know what they are, but it was cool. <laughs> yep. Like, I have, like, 12 different kinds that are all just in stacks of half completion. But, hey, it's cool. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's, uh, that was last League's mechanic. Um, yeah. That was a League I peaked and, out like, on early. <laughs> Yeah, that was, and then there's like one that's like, hey, here's a box and three packs of elite monsters are going to fight you. Um, That was cool because you get good loot from that. I love that Um, league. That one, like, there were some really cool things that, like, yes, they're going to do that. And another thing about Diablo is they specifically called that stuff out. Like, they're like, yeah, we're going to do that too. (laughs) Like, (laughs) okay, we talked a little bit. They're trying to do that, right? But, like, Diablo 4 is like, no, no, no. We're definitely going to be doing that. <laughs> it's on the to-do list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Uh, overall, I just really, I really enjoy the game, but there is just too much to it for you know someone who's not already steeped it. That I've just, I've not. I don't feel I've entirely missed the train, but I'm on a string bouncing on the railroad behind and dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll catch up eventually. I just you know I'll be a lesser player for the fact of it. <laughs> I got no problem with being a scrub. I'm I'm fine with that. You know, I if yeah. you were playing on console, I honestly don't blame you. I I do not envy playing this game on a console. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally play this on PC. The only problem is I have a terrible internet connection. As a fact, I know you guys are guessing what I'm saying at times when I see my voice drop down to red on here. So, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, okay, so Morg, how, how did you feel about it overall? Um, I feel like if I was playing with a mouse and keyboard, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I do like the in-depth concepts that they do have for it, like the full customizability of the characters that you can, like, create. Um, especially with, um, like, how... How oh, how do I even describe it? Like, I only, like, just touched the surface of it. And I feel like if the console version of it um, had a better system for, like, like how... Um, uh, PC would have normally like hotkeys and stuff like that for controls and such like that. If the console version yeah. had a better um, grasp of that, and if there were more people on those servers in the console version, um, I think I probably would have done a lot better. Because um, I would have actually been with a group and whatever, and we would have helped each other to actually get through the game a little bit farther. And yeah. I'm, I actually don't mind uh, grind heavy games too much oh no we're as... all monster hunter fans yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah but um yeah i i think that there are some um i think there's some quirks that they could um maybe retouch in the console version but i think if i was playing the pc version i probably wouldn't have as, had as much trouble and i probably would have been a lot more engaged in uh, three hours of gameplay <laughs> but yeah right. i mean like it it, it it can be a really good game it's just it depends upon 
like what platform you're using it. And yeah, yeah okay. I, I think it was probably a good thing that I did test it out on the console because tell tell everybody, I tell tell don't do it on the console. Play it on the PC. It's better. Yeah. Okay. Um, Vengeful, how, how do you feel about it now that we've talked the death out of it? <laughs> um, well, I, I played it on console, I played it on PS4, and I, uh-huh. outside just learning a few, like we kind of mentioned earlier, the, the few order of things and how to go about things, I really didn't have many issues with console, but it is my primary gaming uh, system, there, yeah. as it is, so I didn't have an issue with the console, but um, the, the biggest thing for me was it was just... It, loading it up, seeing the huge passive skill tree, all the skill systems, it was it was very exciting and, and, and awesome to see the possibilities. I just think it took way too long to get there, and there were way too many systems, and it was just a rocky road to get yeah. to the end mm-hmm. game, which, of course, I never made it to. It just felt like there was way too much thrown at yeah. me, not enough explained, just keeping me from getting to where I wanted to be. That doesn't, but that means that I still wanted to be there. I still like we're talking about it now. I'm like I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll yeah. put it back up. Maybe I'll hop in. Maybe I'll do this. And it's like, no, no. As soon as you do, you're gonna get lost as hell again. It's gonna be very <laughs> difficult. You're gonna get frustrated and you're gonna shut down. But yeah, I, you know, I if, agree with you on that feeling entirely. You know, I wanted to make it a goal to get through everything, all ten acts, and finish it at least once get into maps because i've heard about maps a lot and i'm interested in them i just didn't and i couldn't and like i i'm right there with you on that yeah so i mean in summary for me i think if anyone has the patience and the the sheer brute force to make it to the end game in that i think they're going to be greatly rewarded it's Mm -hmm. it's just Mm going to be tough that's all yeah uh so leo um you uh, obviously love the game. I I, I know this. <laughs> I, um, I don't wax poetic on it ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not not that we had a big Discord argument about it or something. Yeah, anything. never. Right? Not, once. No. <laughs> not a single time have we had long discussions. I don't think it was an argument. Games. I think it was a good discussion though. And oh yeah. A definitely. lot of that discussion was that what I the parallel to Pathfinder and Path of Exile that yeah. I feel is interesting. But um, yeah, so like. How, how do you feel I, I this discussion or like I, I don't it's a very much different ballpark for you considering you're like the expert here and you're gonna love this game you know regardless of you playing it another month or not like oh, yeah no, and that's I mean my big thing is you know like we've brought up before I played a ton it doesn't blind me to the issues of the game it's I've yeah. had a combination of brute force and honestly for some of these things I have the I had the fortune of I was I knew all of the base systems before they started adding some of this. I knew, I know the yeah. base game in and out. Yeah, before you kind I ever of had, had the slow Delph. progression working. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean some of yeah, and that's the base. That's like, the metaphor of missing the train, right? You yeah. were on the train, so you didn't have as much of a time getting on the train. Yeah, no, like we're I, all like racing yeah. behind on the tracks, going wait for us. <laughs> and I just get to like, I just get to relax and coach, and it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're the conductor but, of the train, and it, <laughs> it's also neat because I get to. St- you know, you've all picked it up more recently. I've played it a while, and I get to see, like, even some of the things that you're all talking, like, you know, hey, this is an issue, and I get to be, like, kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like, uh, it's a good thing you didn't play it four years ago because it was worse. Um, yeah, like, I feel that all the time when people complain about something in Monster Hunter. I'm like, dude, dude, 
you were not there in Gen 2. Yeah. Like, oh, oh man, God. these hitboxes are terrible. I'm like, okay, at least it's not a column that goes infinitely high. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but with that, all, with that all said, it's... Yeah. Like, I, I like to hear about the issues that people have with it and, like, in the back of my head just be like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I understand it. I get to see why, like getting to see some of the things that even like path is taken from diablo diablo is taken from path like it's a yeah. fun ride that i get to enjoy and getting to talk about one of my favorite games just makes it all the better because uh i do love this game i i have taken breaks from it but i absolutely yeah. adore this game yeah and i have to say like it's it's really great game and like this is Despite you know Monster being my number one game series, my favorite game genre is this genre, the ARPG. Like this is the the I play almost every game in this genre. I think the only one that I've only played for a few hours is Torchlight One. Like there's so many games that I like. I want to play the freaking Warhammer one that you know is in early access right now. Like there's so many. Like I can't get enough of this genre. I put, mm-hmm. uh, I can, I can look right now. But uh, yeah, Titan Quest. Uh, I got a hold of it this year, and keep in mind, this is like a 2006 game that got some expansions. I put 285 hours into it before Iceborne launched this year. So, like, this oh is my thing. Like. <laughs> Coincidentally, my brother who played with me some only played 26 hours. So, like, yeah, I I love this genre. And it's a... I will say, I think it's this... To me, it's the second strongest series in the genre. Um, Titan Quest is really up there for me. And it, by extension, I would say Grim Dawn. Um, just they do so many different things. Like I was saying, like, there's the, the, the base that is Diablo 2. And people took their different paths of how to do it. Um, you know, Diablo 3 being its own path, Path of Exile being, you know, another path. And, you know, the Titan Quest slash Grim Dawn being another path. Like, just real quick, how does it sound to, like, have no class and then pick two uh, specializations that become a class? Does that sound interesting in the ARPG? Oh, uh, yeah, because that's the... Class making? That is the Grim Dawn way that yeah. they did it, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's different. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of unique. It's cool. Yeah, and that's what Titan Quest started, and then by extension, Grim Dawn later on. So, like, yeah, it's... Like, there's there's so much in this genre that can happen and do. Like, I just... It's just amazing, and I love seeing, like, every entry into it. And Path of Exile is a, a very strong entry. I just, you know, I can't get into it, because, you're, you know... You're just... You're a Diablo boy at heart? You, you know, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I want to slay the demons, and the inner barbarian is just raging inside of me when I'm playing the Marauder. It's like, but I want to... No. <laughs> I, I do love that being, I want to be a big Pacific Islander boy. He's right. He makes me happy. And, and it's funny, because, like, uh, yeah, I talk about, like, the barbarian actually isn't my favorite class. It's just the one I end up playing the most. Um, I actually prefer... And, uh, like, my favorite class of the whole series has always been the Paladin. Because I'm just like, the, <laughs> the sound effect of using a club in Diablo 2 and using zeal was like, wah, 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 wah. it's like literally someone taking a stick and just banging it on a tree, just like <laughs> at the speed of light. <laughs> the sound effect on it was amazing. Prepare but, yeah. to feel the wrath of my divine smite. <laughs> <laughs> 
Knock on wood! <laughs> but yeah, uh, so anyways. Um, I think uh, I think that about wraps us up. Does anyone have any final words? Uh, that that witch melee elemental build, I I can't help but think of Pokemon whenever that happens. It's like, witch, use Volt Tackle! <laughs> witch, use Fire Punch! Use Iron Tail! And then everybody's like, wait, Iron Tail? Where the fuck? And then she lifts up her I'm skirt concerned. and an eye beam comes and smacks some guy right in the jaw. Be like, bang! I'm, uh... I, I'm glad you explained that because you said Pokemon, and I was like, my brain went the fuck. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm just oh. thinking that. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. And of less, course, Sword and Shield's around the corner, so I mean, yeah, yeah, that's less be than two up. weeks. Um, so speaking of which, uh, we're going to talk about our next game, which is not Sword and Shield. Um, uh, so for um, the next game that we're going to be playing this month, we're going to be playing Killer Queen Black. Um, I do believe this is available on a lot of different systems. I'm getting it on Switch. I know it's on PC also. I think oh, Steam. It's on PC? I haven't actually looked. I need to do that since my wife absconded with the Switch. <gasps> okay. Um, so we'll be playing Killer Cream Black and then uh, talking about that next month. Um, so if you guys want to join in, that'd be great. Um, so uh, that I think that wraps us up for tonight. So this is Fortwan. You can catch me at HunterTubPod on Twitter and... Uh, yeah, I've playing a lot of different things and watching movies. Like I, one of the things, one of the things I had on Twitter a lot was the, the whole fact that I watched half of Joker and then the theater shut down, and then I watched Joker all the way the next week. Like, oh, that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, such a great movie for that to happen to. Also, right? Not yeah. tense at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, that, that's it for me. So. Uh, I'll see, catch you guys next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Leo? Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure. Probably getting killed by a queen or something like that. But mm. uh, I'm going to be at the Leo Riser on Twitter, and uh, that should be about the only place you can get a hold of me. Okay. I mean, it's better uh, when we do the Magic Podcast. My brother is part of that. And it's like, hey, uh, get to him through Fortwan. He doesn't have a Twitter. Yeah. Like, right. How can we get a hold of you? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right you then. Won't. Fine. <laughs> yeah um so uh how are you doing more bleh. where can we find you more daddy uh you can find me on uh twitter and uh basically uh only twitter now um but yeah, yeah. um um i'm probably gonna be also um uh playing a little bit more monster hunter on uh psn maybe back on switch depending upon what happens like if i'm able to grind all the way through the guiding lands and Get health augments on my weapons and fire rune or Nugigante and the gold wraths and silver wrath. Oh, dude, I'm working on my rotten veil right now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But anyways, I made yeah. a set for that specifically. Yeah, you, yeah. But you guys can find me on uh, at Morgan Hay three on Twitter. I I post all kinds of crazy stuff, whether it be like tasty's food recipes or if it's me making fun of the the Pokemon anime by saying that Ash is a total scrub. Or, uh, you know, dog and puppy and kitty videos, because I just absolutely love those. Um, <laughs> uh, or I'll probably just be playing Subnautica, trying to make another sea moth, because frickin' Reaper Leviathan just, like, caught me by surprise while I was outside of the sea moth, and it just kind of stole it from me. Yep, um, stay out of the ocean. Don't like it. Nope. Pass. I hate the ocean, Ugh. especially no, those dark, too. dark, deep abyssal waters full of all these creepy monsters that want to take a little nibble of you, and I'm like, ugh. No, you'll never catch me playing that game. <laughs> I'm going to uh, get a serious case of... Yeah, 
Serious case of hydrophobia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, I know we're wrapping up here, but the, the I had a friend. He was severely hydrophobic. And uh, Resident Evil 4, the, the fish monster. <gasps> uh, yeah. So, like, um, another friend of mine who's a jerk uh, told him to shoot in the water off of the dock. And, and everyone, I'm sure, knows what happens if you do that, right? You get a good old plesiath ecology. <laughs> <laughs> just lunges out, grabs you, you're dead, pulls you in the water. Uh, I think he literally peed himself. Oh, oh my god, uh, poor guy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, VT, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Vengeful Torture on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. And I think this week coming up, I'm going to dive back into Generations Ultimate. So if you're a Monster Hunter yeah. fan... Come in and let's hang out. I still need a crown hunt on that game and still need to fill out the last star of quests. (gasps) We could hunt together. Yay. It's a lot. (laughs) I'll bring my alchemy lance. Hit hit me up. Uh, Adept greatsword here. I've I've had fun. I actually did that with you and uh, Dagger once, right? We actually played together. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a good game. It's very different, but very, very fun. So much customization. I love it. It's Definitely. probably the best. <laughs> Just yeah. for that. It's hard. Iceborne and, and it are yeah. neck and neck for me. I'm thinking Iceborne pulls a little bit ahead because of the new monsters like Nami. But um, Alright, so uh, that'll be it for us tonight, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in.